What's going on, dreamers out there? Welcome to the Not After 30 podcast. My name's Anthony, recording live and direct from the Billy Shears Podcast Studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode. My guest today is Scott Dunn, founder of Slab and Row Clothing and the brand new Indie Addicts clothing line. I brought Scott in to share his entrepreneur spirit, his highs and lows of working and hustling really hard. <clears throat> Scott's very impressive to me. He does a lot of work um, for little gain at a time, but he's building um, a little clothing empire, and I'm very proud to have him on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to keep this intro super short. If you guys have never listened to the Not For 30 podcast, it's a lifestyle podcast about the highs and lows of being in your 30 as well as reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Probably a better way to put it. But there's so much more. We've got a couple other shows. We've got the Growing Up D-Friend series where me and my brother talk about our crazy lifestyle growing up as a kid as well as a Going Deep podcast, a very tamed podcast about the world through the eyes of John Dunoir. As well as we've got the Ball Walker podcast. Ball Walker goes off on his social commentary of the world. As well as Beercation, a proper education of the world of craft beers. And our brand new podcast releasing this week, the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast, where Mike Piccone and I, having kids around the same time, we get a proper education of being a father. God damn it. I didn't want to ramble too much in this, this intro, but I ended up doing that, so I'm so sorry about that. Without further ado, here's the show. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Nafta 30 podcast? My name's Anthony, recording live and direct from the Billy Shears podcast studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. Today, we got a special one for you guys, a podcast virgin, but not for long. With me, live in studio, Scott Dunn. Scott, say hello to everybody. How you doing, everybody? Scott is an entrepreneur, and I want to have him on here to share that entrepreneur spirit. You can check us out as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music Play, Stitcher Radio, and of course, our new home at YouTube. You can see Scott's beautiful face. He's rocking the Nafter 30 snapback. And uh, Scott, why don't you tell the good people, the Nana Nation, the dreamers, what you're all about? Uh, basically speaking, it's just what I'm about is just promoting a brand that um, stands for something that I believe in. So, like, generally speaking, like uh, my clothing line currently goes towards an indie um, indie wrestling point of view, but also has like a more urban street um, aspect of it. Um, yeah, that's... That's, that's what it is? <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Well, I, I wanted you on here because you, you're doing something special, but you know what? I forgot, actually. Very, very much not like myself. Uh, we usually start this podcast with a little bit of a cheers. Mm-hmm. So we're drinking our new friends of the podcast, Lost Craft Revival Beer. Um, cheers. Cheers. Clink. So what do you think of the beer? It's actually a very good beer. Yeah. Yeah. Great, guys. We're right out of Toronto, too. So, And beautiful-looking can. And they're in these cool-looking koozies. I enjoy these koozies. Yeah, like, not where, Where'd you get these from? Well, you know what? I went to this this indie wrestling show, and um, we, bought a, we bought, I think we bought hats and a T-shirt from this this beautiful bearded man. And uh, he just, he, cost, he tossed us a couple. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. I think I know that guy. Mm. 
Not sure who it is, but you, you know I, by that descriptive the, it, that description wise, he sounds about a little bit familiar. Yeah, <laughs> right on. All right, so Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After Thirty podcast, uh, I asked Scott to come on today to share the entrepreneur spirit. We're always talking about ways to improve. Uh, we, we're always trying to push the passion over paycheck movement, the POP. Uh, and I believe Scott does that, and I, I just want him to kind of share the highs and lows and why he gets into the crazy uh, t-shirt or apparel game, because it's not a fun or easy game to crack. No, it's not, right? No, no, you see no, Scott shaking not. his no, head. Not. So um, I guess we should start at the beginning. What, gave, what was the crazy thing to give you this idea to start a clothing line? Honestly, like, oh, like when I was like probably like 13, 14, if me and my buddies were just hanging out one day and I, I just drew up some stuff because um, that's actually what I'm, I went to college for and everything was just drawing and, and art and art skills and all that. So I was, we were just kind of hanging out and um, basically I drew up this little sketch and he's like, hey, we should make a clothing company. That's okay. literally how it came out. It was just in the basement on a piece of paper this clothing company and it never actually happened okay but <laughs> it was the idea that the happened. idea it kind of sparked something and then like and since then like i've just been very um very interested in just starting the clothing company and, and getting everything off the ground and uh, honestly like four years ago i would say yeah i would say about four years ago i, I started in with um a friend of mine, and basically what happened was is uh, we, we got talking about how I wanted to open up a clothing company, and and uh, one thing led to another, and we, we ended up finalizing um, a design and uh, a company brand and stuff like that. Uh, but, and that one at the time was, it was called Merc Clothing, uh, based off of basically uh, Call of Duty reference. <laughs> you gonna get murked? Yeah, but basically, yeah, it was, it was actually our clan tag, so like, <laughs> we, we, we designed a simple logo, um, we, we met up with a few people uh, that were in the underground music scene in Toronto, and we joined forces with like the hip-hop community and stuff like that, and that's where we, we finally got that. And, and to be honest with you, like, the first six months I didn't sell a t-shirt. Wow. <laughs> not a single one like i would i would go to probably four to five like underground rap concerts not one t-shirt sold i gave away i gave away more than what i sold right but that's usually the, the protocol right like you have to give it out to get it back oh 100 percent. but at the same point in time you get to a, a certain degree where people ex- expect you to give right like they will not purchase anything until you give them something but even then it's hearsay if they do right right so, anyways, um, from there, I unfortunately broke away from my business partner because, well, he wanted more um, glory than anything okay. without the work. Oh, okay. So that, that's why, like, because uh, we, we met at a Smash, uh, a Smash Wrestling uh, show. You and I. Yeah. Yes. So, um, basically, what happened was is he wasn't showing up to any of the shows. He, he was turning down design ideas that I had. Like, it was just one of those, like, he wanted to run it one way, I wanted to run it one way, and yeah. I just finally broke loose of it because I was just not having it. Couldn't handle it <laughs> just, Yeah, just not having it. So I, I started up um, Sly Monroe Clothing. Um, generally speaking, it's the home of the Unroyals. Uh, the, the basic aspect of that one was um, that every time that a royalty of some fo- shape or form gets dismantled the people who built it are still around okay so for example for the the people um that built the scottish king's armor 
is actually the same bloodline that designs your Lamborghinis oh, and, wow. your, and your Bugattis and all that stuff. So they, they actually keep that bloodline, same town, same everything. I, th- I believe it's in Italy or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- that's generally what it is, is like once the higher power is gone, the, 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 people, foundation. the foundation will stay and build more. Oh, it's really cool. And then that's where the unroyals came from, because like regardless of who's leading you to whatever way, you'll find your way way back to what you actually believe in. Oh, I really like that. I really like that. I, I believe that every every attachment, every every brand you buy into has to have a great foundation or mission statement or story behind it. Okay, cool. And and actually, that that led, led me into my most recent one, which is indie addicts. Like I still run Slime and Row. It's mm. just kind of a side project now okay. and I'm running fourth with the indie addicts reason being is I've kind of come ad- become ad- addicted to indie wrestling like I'm not even going to lie yeah. like it's 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 a labor of love right like there is some days I know I won't even eat like I, I've gone a day and a half without eating drinking because Jeez. I'm working like Just hustling yeah like it, when you sit in the back of a ring truck <laughs> in the back of a ring truck from St. Catharines mm-hmm. To North Bay, yeah, <laughs> in the middle of February, and yeah. it's like minus fifteen, and all you have on is a sweater and a leather jacket. Uh, not a that, good that's a labor of love. <laughs> that is that is some hashtag passion over paycheck for sure. That's scary, man. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's, and and that's where the indie addicts came from because like I I put out a, a luchador mask T-shirt, mm-hmm. and. I just basically was like, you know what, I got to do something with this because my 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 love for the craft is is pushing me to do something, and it, what it is is like, indie addicts is like you, you, once you get to an, an independent wrestling show, you have to go to more, right? And and I've even had friends that don't even like wrestling that are like, when's the next show? That's re- that's really cool, and it's and honestly, like I I've not even not not pushing my my merchandise but please go buy it but <laughs> yeah definitely go buy it support the people that support the show go check it okay so we'll get into we'll get into where to get everyone oh, to get yeah, it for sure for sure but so go on you like when you see like we i feel like the crowd at, a, at an indie show any indie show whether it be music wrestling uh sport whatever whatever amateur or, or indie you want to call um that niche market is very particular and very supportive i find too Oh, for sure. Like, once you get to a certain, I would say, social value in, in the actual scene of the indie wrestling, um, people will accept you more. Not saying that they won't accept you if, if you're kind of an outsider and you're new. It's just once you get, so on the social aspect, once you get talking to everybody and, and bringing them in and kind of, like, introducing them to your world. Right. They they get more comfortable with you. They get like the blessing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they kind of you kind of got to pull your weight a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Once you learn the secret handshake, you're then accepted. Hundred percent. Got it. It's almost like a guild. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, but it makes total sense. So you know, like a band of brothers, all that stuff. Oh, know? for sure, for sure. And 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 that's what it is. Like, the reason why I love what I'm doing is because I I always make new contacts. Mm-hmm. I, I for example, I would have never been here in this in this studio if I never went to a Smash show. For sure, for sure. And like, and then in the past like year and a half since I did Slime and Row and Indie Addicts, the the social media aspect and everything has just kind of like pushed me a little bit further than I thought I ever would go. Well, I got to believe that with the guys who who do the shows, uh, like the wrestlers that actually do the shows, 
they then travel all over Canada, all over the U.S., maybe even as far as Mexico, Japan, who knows. Once they do that, excuse me, they, um, they're wearing your, 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 your gear. And then there's always that interest or the retweet or the, or, the, or the repost or anything like that that just pushes you a little further, a new set of eyes that get to see you every day. For sure. Like, um, for example, a couple weeks ago, I, I, I was tweeting something out. Smash retweeted it. And I got a handful of ads from California. Like just in that sense, I'm just like, oh wow, it's reaching further than I ever expected yeah, isn't to. Like amazing. Yeah, like I, I honestly thought it was just going to be a little Toronto-based company, and now I actually have an ability to ship into the states. Amazing. So like in the, in that aspect, I'd never thought I'd be out of the GTA. It it it, it kind of sets a little tingle all over. Oh right? for sure, man. Yeah. Like you get the little butterflies and yeah, stuff, yeah. and you're like, wait, like this is awesome. Yeah. And like even back in my my my, my first set, like I. I used to do orders to Germany and like UK and like, it was just, it was crazy. It's, it's crazy. Like, yeah. like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm something I made is reaching someone on the other side of the planet. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and the funny thing was, is my sister lives in England. Okay. She sent me a picture of the guy wearing the shirt. Cause she ran into him. Greatest. Oh, <laughs> so cool. Right. And it, like, I just, I felt so humbled. Like it, it's something that comes out of my head onto a t-shirt or a hat or a beer koozie yeah ends up somewhere else in the world and one of my family members picks it up and so cool yeah and it kind of justifies the dream oh for sure amazing for sure like it's it's not a for me it's not about making the hundreds of thousands of dollars or anything like that it's it's, it's a matter of i i'm a creative person and if i don't have an outlet i i Drive myself nuts. I, I totally get that. I, totally, <laughs> I, I try to express that to my wife. I, you know, she's like, oh, you spend so much time podcasting. But I love to podcast. I love doing this. You know, yeah. I, I love reaching out and seeing if I can get this further and further. And the same idea. And what I find the hardest, hardest to achieve is getting people to understand the passion the same way that it makes me feel inside. I got to imagine from inception of an idea to seeing it on somebody's body on the other side of the planet i mean you that's a tap on the chest a pound on the heart to know that i'm on the right path oh for sure like once you get that even the first view on your web page right doesn't have to be in order it's the fact that someone looked at it yes that means you drew someone's attention enough to bring them in because that that that's your demand yeah like honestly i i just put up my my web page and i'm and like Looking at the views, there's not a lot. Okay. Reason being is that I don't plug it enough, not going to lie. Right. And um, the fact that someone took the time to figure out where my website is, to click it and look at my look at my product, it, it astounds me. The fact that they had so much interest to do that. Someone found it. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's just mind-blowing to me. Okay, so that's the dream. But what? Give me an idea of some of the setbacks and some of the failures you've had to deal with. Oh. Deal with because I gotta imagine every show someone's trying to haggle you a couple bucks down. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I'm for sure I've done it too, too. So, but um, the, see, I've I've actually have have a way of combating that. Now. Okay, and it sounds really funny because like I I I've actually worked in retail for like twelve years. Okay. So that's that's my actual so physical jog. Yeah. yeah. So basically speaking, like if say. If, if, let's say, like, I, you want me to sell, sell a shirt for $15 now? Right. I'll throw in a beer koozie. Right. But that'll be your $20. Yeah. 
Right, right, right. So it's 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 not a, you don't make your money off your big products. You make it off your small products. Okay. So basically, what it is is your add-on sales. You need to add on as much as you can. May it be a button. May it be a patch. May right. it be a streamers. A stream. Yeah, yeah, just like little things and and little added value. Exactly. It's not that I make huge amounts of money. It's the fact that someone can tell someone else where they got it. Right. You almost want them to become your new advocate. Exactly. Have you ever heard of the 100 monkey theory? I have not, no. Okay. I'll share that with you off air. I don't want everybody to know. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's pretty much what you pretty much what you just said. It's like you want people to know where they got it. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of amazing how that happens. I, I love the balance between the art and the sale. You know, like you're putting something that you're passionate and you love and something that you've created, and then you have to put a price tag on it. I think I, I gotta imagine for hats and shirts, most of that stuff's already predetermined. Mm-hmm. But then you're dealing also dealing with well, they don't people don't understand how many hours I put into this design, and they don't understand like yeah it's a twenty dollar t shirt I'm selling it for twenty bucks, but if I had my way if money was an option this would be a forty dollar shirt. Oh for sure because I, I put twenty hours into the design and I put ten hours on the phone trying to get this perfect you know you know because you've been there and, and I'm learning that game now with with all the NA30 merchandise but it is not easy and it's not it's not fun either no but it's a labor of love and exactly like I would it's it's like anything like I I do so many side projects it's it's a little bit ridiculous okay. <laughs> and a little bit overwhelming at sometimes but at the same point in time like I wouldn't be doing half of what I'm doing if I didn't love doing it right you have to love to do it yeah, like I honestly like I I do everything from like building customized furniture okay. to like designing a, a business logo like <laughs> so maybe the question should be what don't you do sleep yeah. <laughs> sleeps for the week anyway exactly and, and the ways that all my friends say is I'll sleep when I'm dead. Exactly. It's a great mentality to have for it all. Okay, so what are some of the major setbacks you've dealt with? Major setbacks, man. Like, I've had so many. Like, I've I've showed up to shows and, like, I'm not allowed to sell merch. Oh. Why? Just because? Be because of the actual, um, not not promoter-wise or anything. It's, it's the actual venue that doesn't allow it. Oh. As crazy as that sounds. Like, the promotion's allowed to whomever I'm dealing with at the time but they're not or i've had um basically speaking like i've I've gone to like the independent hip-hop scene okay where people actually have stolen my stuff like i've i've sold a couple things here and there like don't get me wrong like in that show right and then like i look down and like half my box is gone oh gee like just someone just sly hands yeah and and or like i've 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 had like my whole billfold of my next big purchase for my company oh, no. either go missing or get stolen. Like, oh. and, and like, and that's the thing, like running your own little entrepreneurship, like you have to have your own value basically. Well, I mean, it makes total sense, but I mean, that's one thing too. When someone, you wouldn't get robbed or, or, or taken advantage of. It's heartbreaking because again, it's all that hard work well, to me. It, it, it's, it's heartbreaking in a sense, but at the same point in time, if they, if they steal twenty of my shirts, the fact is that they're, they're valuable enough to get stolen. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's a really good way to look at it. You know, someone liked them enough that they, you know, they might not have the money or whatever. But and there's a good chance someone's gonna end up wearing that and maybe work at some kind of promotion. Exactly. Like they're not stealing that just to sit in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody steals anything to throw it in their closet and be like, oh, look what I got. Yeah. But they definitely can't wear it back because i got to imagine that you're not pushing out the numbers where you're going to forget faces of people who purchase from you too. Exactly. Like, I, I honestly pretty much know everyone that buys my stuff. Yeah. And, and 
if it's not a new face, it's it's a regular. Right. So it, it, it's it's good. It's good to have a small business because you get to be very personable. I don't know what I did here. I, I, <laughs> for some reason, like I'm having a technical difficulty and it's, it's freaking me out because I'm worried that it's not recording. All right, let's take a little bit of break. All right. Hopefully this isn't recording. Or hopefully it is recording. I can just cut it out afterwards. Okay. All right, we are back. Sorry about that technical difficulty. My heart rate has returned to the 125 over 90. I was nervous there for a little bit because... I had this man sweating. Oh, man. I thought it was just because I was wearing a sweater. You'll be able to see me dance around on the YouTube channel. But uh, the screen, the monitor went blank, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is all great stuff that we're talking about. But if I just lost everything, <laughs> I'm going to be really upset with myself. Uh, okay, so now we're back. I can't remember where we left off. We could have just went back and figured it out. Do you remember where we left off? I think I was talking about the downfalls I was having. Yes, let's get back into it. Okay, so the downfall of being an entrepreneur. Honestly, it's... it's the like as I said like before, losing all your stuff, people taking advantage of you overall. But at the same point in time, it, it, people may seem as a downfall, but at the same point in time, it's not because it just drives you to do more. Mm-hmm. So really, like the, the the downfalls I'm having are just reasons for me to think of reasons to come back stronger. Right. So like, don't make him look like, like don't let him see you sweat. Exactly. Just come back, just come back strong, S- stronger and fighting even harder. Like that, that's why, like I, I've put out, as you've seen the, the new, um, the new advertisement of mainstream scared. Yeah. A very bold statement too. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's true though. Cause like you take away everything and bring them up into a mainstream aspect. The, in, the independent circuit, regardless of what it is, is still going to strive. Yeah. I think every and everyone will support that too. Like every indie show you could go to would support that. Oh, hundred percent. And it doesn't have to be like the pro wrestling landscape. It can be music because I mean, isn't that the truth? That's why radio is is dying a slow and painful death. Is yeah. because the mainstream can't handle all the different avenues that music comes from. Exactly. Right like I wouldn't learn half of the stuff I actually learned if I didn't if it wasn't for podcasts and and just general information that mainstream doesn't actually let you access. It's mind blowing. It's actually scary. Oh, for sure, yeah. I love when people say to me, "Have you? Do you watch the Big Bang Theory?" And I laugh in their face because I don't watch it. And it was, it was, or I don't know if it, it still is, the number one rated TV show or most viewed TV show. But to me, that's not funny. But I can go on to, I can watch like a YouTube channel like uh, Max Landis up to my knees uh, channel or the Philip DeFranco channel or even Netflix shows, which is becoming more mainstream. But yeah. all those TV shows are are mind blowingly better. Then how bad? I, I completely agree because, like, honestly, I probably haven't watched an actual TV show other than like Raw and SmackDown mm. in probably a year and a half. Right, I, and that's probably more of a habit than anything. Yeah, well, I, I don't have time to, <laughs> <laughs> for one. But like, um, it's just more of like a. I don't find anything entertaining. I I don't I like. Who cares if you're 16 and pregnant? Really? Right. Who cares? Who cares if you have seven wives? Yeah, you definitely shouldn't be on TV <laughs> if that's the case. No, like, yeah. like, give me something that'll give me some facts on how to develop myself as a person right. rather than being like, oh, okay, I'm just zombieing myself out to whatever it is. Well, I think you'd rather grow than... Exactly. Than... Like, like, people say entrepreneurship is hard. It is. Yes. I, 100% it is. But the people that say it's hard are lazy. Right. Because they don't want to get off the couch and, and do it. Like, and those are probably the consumers that you want as opposed to the competition you don't want. Exactly. Like, and, and I'm not calling out all entrepreneurs and calling them lazy. I'm just saying there, there is people out there that have a dream, 
but don't want to live it. Right. <laughs> well, the hustle's real, like, right? Like, like it has to be, like, the hustle's real. Like, I, I think we can both safely say we're both fans of hip-hop. Yeah. Like, you listen to any of the, the hip-hop struggle rap. Like, if you think of um, maybe Jay-Z's first couple albums, and, like, fine, like, Jay-Z's very mainstream, I get that, but, you know, the hustle, like, can't knock the hustle, right? Like, you, oh, like, no, you got to no. appreciate that, and, like, that's very inspiring for guys like us who, you know... We were really fueled by the passion and the love of what we uh, what we do. Oh, I 100% agree with that because like you you have people, for example, like Drake. Right. They start literally started not from nothing, but they started their own little enterprise mm-hmm. and just pushed forward until they got big, until they got noticed by that one person that was like they're going to be something. Right. And, and and it can be in any avenue in any aspect you want to want to talk about it. For example, podcasting. For example, T-shirts. One person needs to notice you. That's it. You're right. It's literally the one percent that matters. Not saying that the other ninety nine percent doesn't, but that one person can bring you up to the next platform that you right. need to be. And and yeah, and it's just being the right time, the the right spot, the right time. Do you know the story of Ralph Lauren? Um, I'm not. I'm not really familiar with it. He um so. Ralph Lauren isn't his his real name. His real name's uh, Ralph Lipschitz. Okay. And he used to sell ties, like silk ties. And he would sell these silk ties, and they were nice ties, but the name, like, people didn't want to say, I have a Ralph Lipschitz tie on. Yep. So he changed his name to Ralph, Ralph Lauren, and all of a sudden he started selling more and selling more and becoming more of a name. Yep. And, it, and it was just, like, that one little fine-tuning he needed to do, kind of like the tariff theory we were talking about earlier. Yep. That little bit of fine-tuning that brought him to the next level. For sure. Like, And, and that, that's the thing. Like, you have to take in constructive criticism. Right. And not get pissed because someone tell, is telling you you're doing something wrong. Right. And that, that takes a big person to do, too. Oh, 100%. Like, I've I've grown as a person doing an entrepreneurship or running business. In life in general, I've grown in the last three years unimaginably. Reason being is, like, if you were to tell me something was wrong with whatever I was doing, I would laugh at you and be like, no, nah, it's fine. Right. Now, if you were telling me a constructive criticism, like, being nitpicky, being like, oh, this T-shirt doesn't look nice in this color, I... I You'd run better in this color. I'll make I'll make a mock up and see how 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 well it's received. Mm. Like it, it's 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 not the fact that I'm not open to ideas because because I, I am hundred percent open to ideas. It's just the fact that people need to be more open to themselves and more open to ideas of other people nitpicking their work. And so so you're you have to be willing to grow, willing to expand, willing to learn again. Exactly. Like as my dad's always told me, you never learn enough. Because in, in in the old saying, you can't teach not the dog new tricks, but you can, as long as that dog's willing to learn. Right. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Like, I, I've, I've, I've struggled from selling two, three T-shirts every year to, like, I sell a couple shirts a show now. There is shows that I don't sell nothing. Right. But the thing is, is that, like, I still strive to make the connections with the people. Like, I, I would rather make connections with this podcast for example mm-hmm. and and people that can actually help each other make a better product yeah it's it's important so tell me about a little bit of the growth that you've gone uh from from um sly to like so is sly still the company name yes okay yes so so from and then under that you'll have the indiatic banner exactly okay yeah. so some of the growth that's happened there so is is sly still gonna be like a lifestyle Hundred percent, and then and then indie's just more of it's uh, more it's more drawn towards one direction. Yeah, because what I found is not that, the band. 
Exactly. Okay, just checking. Yeah. So what it is is, is actually like what I found over time, learning wise, is that I, you have to kind of make your 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 stuff towards the audience that you more so draw towards, mm-hmm. and, and me being at in, indie shows, I have to receive that audience. So generally, what indie addicts is 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 my way of saying. I, I as a person, I, independent wrestling is something that I believe in, and being very mutual in, in, in the. I'm having a lack of words right now. A mutual and receiving is the same ideas, okay. because it's, you can't go into a wrestling show and be like, "I'm selling bicycle parts." Right. That, <laughs> that you you may be hungry for a little while. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's a matter of supply and demand. Right. And and that's the thing is it's it's your your growth aspect of it. Like uh, the Slime and Row is still a lifestyle brand, and it and it will be coming back shortly, um, but. Right now, I'm focusing on this one just as a growth aspect, right? Because I, I'm having a little bit better reception towards it, and and generally speaking, you have to, as I said, supply and demand. You like, have to go with what's selling too, right? Like you exactly. can make money off of it. Exactly, and, and and at the same point in time, you have to know when to cut a shirt out. Right. So, like, if I have a well-selling shirt, and you have, let's say, you're selling 50 shirts a show, at one point or another, you have to cut that off. Because you know you're not going to keep selling it, right? So you, if, when you cut that off and bring in the new designs, you can bring that as off as bring it back as a limited edition. Okay. So, do you where do you, where where's the goal with e-commerce with you? Like, are, are you planning uh, online store, uh, brick and mortar? Like, what is the end game for Sly slash Indie Addict? Um, I would love to do brick and mortar. Yeah, I have a, a very large idea in my head. It's just a matter of getting money and funds and stuff, but it's always it's the hardest of the hundred percent. Um, it's it's just it's it's basically going to be bringing my all my true love of everything together. Okay. In one little uh, in one roof, but uh, in the end, I would love to do that. But as it stands right now, um, it's more of um, an e-commerce that I'm looking yeah. to do. So. Um, with the stores and stuff like that, it's more so just building myself right as it stands right now. Once I get a little bit bigger, maybe I'll I'll kind of shop around and see if I can bring it into stores. Um, I have one that I'm working on right now currently for the slime and roll portion of it. And yeah, now is a goal when it comes to the lifestyle brand. Are, are you thinking like shirts? <clears throat> Excuse me. Is there like a certain? Um, I guess, uh, type of, that you're looking for? Are you looking for, like, are you one to be, like, a T-shirt brand, or is it more, like, are you going to bring, like, something like denims or sweaters, um, jackets? Like, what is it, What is it kind of the dream goal for you for Sly? Basically what it is is having, like, a little bit of everything. Okay. So, like, if you're a guy that loves hoodies, right. and I have that one hoodie that you like. Of course. And Or backpacks or stuff like that, like, uh, little known fact, I actually do sew and stitch. Like I cut oh. and sew, and like, and right now I'm actually in the design process of making a little bit of a, a, a custom bag line for Sly. Oh, very cool. And it's it's going to be basically uh, focused around what we talked about, the meaning of Sly prior into the show, and and I, I've 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 done my venues or my avenues or sorry, and um, I've found places that will give me the custom fabrics that I want. And the prints that I want. Very cool. And like, it's it's just a matter of me designing, making, mm-hmm. and selling. 
because that's really your three steps. Is is that the hardest thing? I mean, I gotta imagine design is is hard, but that's probably coming to you on a whim as opposed to like getting the textiles that you need or want and then putting that all together. To, to be honest with you, that's a pain in the ass to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the textiles, right? Like, yeah, because yeah. like I have to I have to find and source somewhere that can put the logo that I want on a like almost like a step and repeat pattern right <laughs> on my actual fabrics and not charge me like $30 a yard right because but that's what's going to happen unless you're buying like uh, exactly hundreds of yards exactly exactly so what it is is, is more so you have to have your mock-up first mm-hmm. so like be like this is what you guys are going to be buying who is interested in it right right if anyone Right. Well, that's the other scary thing, right? You put all this time and effort into into researching something and creating this beautiful product, mm-hmm. and then the demand's zero. And I'll and be it, honest, it's happened. Yeah, and your heart explodes, yeah. but you got to try to piece it back together. Hey, like you, you, you almost have a mini heart attack. You're like, yeah. I thought that one was going to go. Yeah, that was the one, right? Yeah, but it, it, it happens more times than not. But as I said before, you got to lose a lot to win a, one. Right. And, and and But that one might be, the, might be it. Exactly. Like, I... On a whim, I put out the Addicted to Indie Wear Sling shirt. Right. Just, I was playing around with some lettering. I really liked it. And, and I, I sent it to a couple people. And they're like, you know what? This is a really, it's a clean cut, you know what it is shirt. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's put it out. What's the worst that could happen? I lose some money? Well, right. Whatever. You can always make more money. Exactly. Money, money doesn't grow on trees, but you can always work harder and you make it. Right. So I put it out. Next thing I know, it's one of my top selling shirts. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, do you find that maybe something that it, so, so many of them you work so hard to kind of like perfect, but then you have the one that you may not perfect and it goes out there and then it's a hit. And then that's, it's almost shocking, right? It, it, oh, for sure. Like I, I have shirts that I've spent like countless hours on just like nitpicking like right. oh this has to be tweaked yeah to five, the left to yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more this way maybe in yellow I don't know yeah but like and and those are the ones that sadly aren't the ones that usually sell the best because it's almost like they know you put a lot of work into it. Right. (laughs) This looks too good for an indie product. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like we need something a little grimier, a little raw, like, yeah. And, and, well, as you know, as we were talking about earlier, um, the the spray paint splatters and and stuff like that that I have on the indie addicts, that's why I I did that. It's just to make it look raw. (laughs) I I think there's something, like, if you see a, a band perform... Uh, like let's say let's take like the grunge era of bands perform and like they're wearing like a pixie shirt and everyone's like who are the pixies i need to find out who these are yeah. these people are and then all of a sudden you've you've created like this shirt that might be a one-off but now you you see that in today and everybody's looking for that vintage t-shirt of an old band or something and they want it because it's limited or there's only you're only gonna find one of those well it's it's you know the story of thrasher magazine right and I their t-shirts in there no no if I oh Thrasher no I don't I've seen it but I don't know well if I'm I might be telling a little bit of a, a white lie I'm not okay, no one fact check <laughs> I didn't fact check so okay that, that's good um, basically what it is is like their their actual clothing company portion of it it, t- it started as a guy writing Thrasher on a T-shirt like no and mag- fucking way and magic marker no and I then, love it and then they sold them from there. Oh, I love that. I, I, you know what? It's so easy, right? Like, yeah. who would have thought that would have ever made any money? Exactly. Like, and and now they have umpteen hundreds of shirts. Oh, I love. I, it. I have half of the shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up with them. Like, it's, 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 it's so humbling to know that they, they literally put magic marker on a white T-shirt 
And now they're like a multi-million dollar yes, company. I love, it. I, love it. I love it. Okay, so let's say Sly or Indie, like either one of those brands, let's say they, they take um, they take a huge bump and they become something and um, and one some company comes up knocking on the door. Does Scott sell? Hmm, that's a, that's here, a, here we go. Here is uh, X amount of dollars, the dream amount of money, where we're, you, you, we'll keep you on as like a figurehead because people respect your hustle, but you're not doing too much. We're going we're gonna to take out five T-shirts in every color in the world, mass sell them, all that stuff. Your dream then gets achieved. You get this money, but you're no longer in control. Does Scott take that deal? Probably not. Wow. Probably not. No. Okay. How many zeros has to, has to be on that paycheck? Like it has it's, to be- it's, it's not a matter of zeros for me. It's, so, it's, so someone says to you, we want to buy Sly because we like it a lot. We think you've built it. You've enough street, uh, street cred. You're rapping hard enough that we appreciate it. We want to take this over from you. Here is uh, $10 million to walk away. You still say no. It's it's a, a de- definitely a difficult one, but right. the thing is, is like... It's your baby, too. It's, it's my baby, yes. Yeah, I know. And, and if I was to let go of it, what would it become? Right. Would it still have the same standards that I want it to have? I feel like it's like Vans. Like, remember Vans? Or do you remember No Fear? Yeah. Remember No Everything was like, oh, if you have a No Fear sticker on your bike, that's like a little bit more badass. If you had a oh, No yeah. Fear t-shirt. You, you, were the, you were the, like, yeah, creme the bad, de la creme yeah. of badass. And then it got, it got, like, bought out by, like, Easton or something like that. I, yeah. can't, I can't remember who bought it, but then, and then it became kind of everywhere, and then it disappeared. Yeah. Oh, so heartbreaking for like one of those like uh, those small brands to get bought out and then just turned into horseshit. And 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 that's what I'm more so afraid of right. because like you have something that you take care of and you build it up to what you can make it, and then you have that one person that's just like you know what I'll buy it from you, but you know what I'll do I'll run it into the ground. Right. Like honestly, if someone was going to offer me ten million dollars for for any company that I've been a part of or associated with. I would want to be a part of it. Yeah, you'd have to still be. Oh, 100 percent. I would. I would have to. I would have. I know they would have the designers and stuff like that, but I would have to have 100 percent say in what goes. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if you know the story of Lululemon clothing. I mean, maybe the most iconic Canadian clothing company ever. I know they have like bro pants now. Yeah, they've had them for a while. They've had them for a while. I used to work for Lululemon many, many moons ago, but I believe in the brand and the creators. Uh, his name's Chip. He he still is on the board, but there's been so many investors coming in and and having to expand the brand so big. But he he did something so smart. He allowed a, a board of governors. He allowed no more than four people on the board of governors. But he get his vote counts for two seats, so he always has controlling option on the on the company, which is mind blowing. But he, he, I mean, every year Nike comes around with a with a, uh, a check bigger than you can imagine, looking to buy the company out. They've actually bought textile factories that produce their clothes just to try to put the pressure onto selling, and he still won't sell. The guy's got balls of steel, and he has this company that's just making hand over fist amount of money. Well, the thing is, why would you sell if you already know that your company is running well enough that it can be self-sustained? Well, I, th- I think I think the dream is, you know, just wash your hands of it, have a bank account full of money, and, just, and then go find something else. Yeah, see... I don't know if I could do that. Like I, I grew up in. You say th- that now. You say that I, now. Though. Like I yeah, I do say that now. What happens but when you're 45 and you know, like you're like, okay, you know what? I, I gotta start looking at my exit plan. I have a week and a half off work and I get driven yeah. through the wall. Yeah, like, I, I can't not work. I, I have to have something. The hustle's real, man. Yeah, like, I get it. Like if, if I get to the point where, let's say, Nike wants to buy Sly, right? 
I, if it's How a, crazy does that even sound? Like exactly. It's like, so crazy. But it, that's it, why I just kind of like threw myself off for a second. But if, if, if let's say Nike the rumor wants starts here, okay, folks. <laughs> Nike wants to buy Slide and Roll. Say if that actually happens. Right. My only issue with it is. What do I do next? Right. But if I've already gotten myself to that point where a big company like that wants to buy me, why sell it? That's I, that's my biggest issue. Like, but I, I could make $10 million right then and there, or I can make $10 million over the year. Right. But what about this? What about if you take the Kanye West approach to it and you, you partner up with, let's say you partner up with Nike or, or let's call it Bio what it is. They buy you out. The, you treat it like a, a, a partnership, and they just open the door to a more textiles, more design teams, more everything that you might not have had a- access to before, and gives you the option to expand your brand in a different manner. Oh, one hundred percent. And it just pushes the dream farther and bigger. But Kanye is fifty six million dollars in debt. That's not true. Not, <laughs> that's not true. He's not. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but the Nine After Thirty podcast is a huge supporter of Kanye West and the dream. Of Kanye West. No, I, I understand yeah. that. I, I, but yeah, yeah. But oh, right. But I mean, nobody outsold Yeezy last year. Oh, 100%. Like, he sold more shoes than everybody. I have. I had friends working in stores that sold Yeezys that I couldn't get shoes off. Yeah. So, well, you can always buy those fake ones off Instagram for uh, 70 bucks. Oh, yeah, for sure. See how yeah. those work out. The ones that you, you stop once too fast yeah. and you leave a soul behind you. <laughs> Put your front toe right through it. All right. I want to go through my wardrobe of Slime and Row clothing. Um, so first, I want to show the camera this beautiful black hat with a yellow bill. Uh, this is what, – what, what, what look is this? That's actually our Shield logo. Okay. And, and little known fact, I actually brought that out specifically for the CZW show. Really? Okay. So this yeah. is a Slide Monroe. Uh, it's a circle with the X uh, MSU. I actually did that backwards. Okay. And, and it's, it's actually funny because like everybody's like, what does MSU stand yeah, for? Yeah. What does it stand it's for? It's actually supposed to be SMU, but I did it all messed up. and like It's supposed to be SMU. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Slide Monroe. On Royals. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah. And it has an upside down crown. Now, this hat, you can see it's, it's a little wear and tear on it. Uh, this hat was worn for my softball team. We are the black and yellow. We are the chuggernauts. Um, our playoff run where we won our championship. Um, so this is actually a championship-worn slab and roll clothing hat. Uh, that's limited edition. It's You that's... know what? It's blood, sweat, and tears all over this stuff. <laughs> Next off is the slab and roll koozie. Um, we have a handful of these. I have two here. My brother has another two. This is the Simon Row. So this is kind of the advent of yeah. of Indiatic. So this yes. is a, this is a, uh, the crest, I guess. Yeah, that's our crest. Yeah. So, so it's a beautiful design. It's the luchador upside down crown, uh, the luchador mask with the upside down crown, uh, locally supported. How important is that for you? It's it's everything. Everything. It's yeah. everything. It's a beautiful eighty-seven. I gotta imagine the year. Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna hold that up for the camera. Hope you, hopefully, you guys like, can see that. Basically, with that logo, actually, I had to trim it because it actually didn't go on the hat properly. Oh, <laughs> so you, you can kind of notice that a little bit, actually. Yeah. So what what it actually does say on the very top, if you look at the sweaters that I put out last year, it actually says one hundred percent locally supported. I I do remember that actually. Yeah. You did show me that gray sweater with all the stitch on it. Very beautiful. Yeah. A little on my price range, but very beautiful. Yeah. I also have the uh, Toronto Blue Jay diamond. That was, I saw that at one show, and I was like, i got to buy that shirt at one point. And I remember seeing it at a couple shows and keep forgetting to bring to bring money for it. And I was like, I'm not going to let it pass. I have to buy that shirt. So my brother and I both have that matching shirt. And then I have the Joe vs. Hero 
um, the ALS ALS yeah. shirt. That was important for one for me to get because I knew the history on that match and how how important that was going to be. So for me, that's like the uh, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier. You know, and you know what? Like that shirt, I sold out probably before the intermission. Oh, I I remember walking in early and I, I remember asking you if if XL would probably fit. And I remember you had to look for it because I imagine that there was like a handful of people that already like, I was like, fuck, if I don't get an XL, double XL is going to be us and, only a and, swimming. And see, the funniest thing was, is the only reason that got printed was because I was like, you know what? I'll take it upon myself to print it. Right. Because it, it was actually almost going to be a, a canceled shirt. Not going to happen. Sure. Really? Yeah. Because that was, I, I thought that was a really good marketing ploy to, um, to with the purchase of the, of the ticket, you get the shirt. Yeah, and I thought that was a great idea because I mean, why not do that for any of the times that those guys bring in another promotion? Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that'd be like like if you charge the forty for a ticket or whatever the price tag would be, throw a couple extra bucks on there, plus you get a T-shirt. I think that's such a cool oh for sure bonus thing, and then a little bit more advertising for everybody. Exactly, like it, that that that's what it I'm takes lo- planning. But believe it or not, that's what I'm looking to do this year oh. with, with the indie addicts close the the line yeah. is I'm looking to take independent companies and and merge with them not merge with them but like kind of collaborate, collaborate with them and make your t-shirts and so hats are you and stuff. saying there might be an indie attic not after 30 podcast collaboration t-shirt in the future i'm not saying there won't be look for that folks okay i feel like there's one more thing i'm forgetting though well why don't you give us a little breakdown on what's coming up with indie attic and where they can find it and, and, and any other handles that you got well on uh, smash wrestling's ags5 show mm-hmm. which is on the 28th i believe um Dave and I will be there. I will be bringing out the new uh, toques, new gym bags. I have the toque as well. Fuck, I do have <laughs> I got the toque as well. I'm actually bringing out a new toque. Okay. It's going to be com- a little bit different than what you ha- the one you have. Okay. Um, I have, as I said, uh, gym bags, and I have the new Watch Indie Wrestling t-shirt. Right, with the, t- the head TV? Yeah. I like it. Okay. That's like a throwback to, like, 90s MTV. Exactly. I, I, I did it as, like, a... That's how I used to watch it. Like back when I used to like sit in front of the TV way too close and like watch ECW and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, okay, so so you got that. What, what's that right there? This is actually a phone case. Show show the cam. It's actually a one-off. I actually I did. All right. <laughs> um, but if the interest is out there, I will bring them out. Yeah. It, right now it's strictly for iPhones, but yeah. I can bring them out for pretty much anything. It's well, just we all know that iPhones are the real. The real deal, like oh, hundred percent. Yeah, who and you don't want that on a Samsung Note Seven. Like it might explode and you ruin it. It melts. It melts. <laughs> you have to buy another one, which yeah. I'm not mad yeah. at. Maybe you should then. Maybe a quick way to make a couple extra bucks. There you go. All right. Okay. So, uh, so the indie attic, we're going full steam ahead with that. Hundred percent. Okay. So now, is there an option? Is there something you're gonna put out where it's gonna be like a little bit cross reference with, let's say, indie and smash or another like a, another brand or anything like that like would you do something like that with like the smash logo attached to it or would it have to be something that they would approach you about and then go from there i'm not saying there wasn't talks in it but okay. i'm not saying that it's not gonna happen i feel like i'm saying a whole bunch of things that i would want to see that might be already in the works i can agree you're not, <laughs> you're not <gonna laughs> confirmed or uh, exactly yeah okay. I'm, I'm i'm saying that there is things in works yeah for different people um and it's just a matter of time Fair enough. So what you're saying is you need an apprentice. 
I could use one, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so what kind of apprentice would you need? Like, an aspiring graphic designer? or For sure. Like, right. I, I'm still an aspiring graphic designer. Like, I still look up on stuff on YouTube on how to design stuff. things. Like, Man, listen, I go, I subscribe to YouTube University. Like, I might get a degree from YouTube. Like oh, it's, 100%, man. I, I, I'm going to get a master's in graphic design from YouTube. Fair enough. <laughs> you mean Brad's not helping you out at all? Brad's no. been on the show a whole bunch of times, too. 100%. Everything I've designed is out of my own brain. Just I only shoot it off of James, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I bring it over to him, and I'm just like, hey, what do you think about this? And he goes, well, this is what needs to be changed. Like, yeah. I always have that one person that I can throw a design at, and they'll, be, they'll give me their honest opinion about it. So, All right, so we're going to finish the show in a second, but I want to I ask you, maybe give me your Mount Rushmore of inspiration for your clothing line. I mean, across like the vast amount of things that interest you, no. where is like where's a like where's somewhere you always go for inspiration? Honestly, I I go to um, a lot of skateboard magazines and a lot of skate shops. Okay, like Ho- Hogtown in in Toronto. Okay, I, I always find myself there looking for ideas. Okay, not not that I'm trying to steal ideas from from no, but inspiration. It's just more of like a see what's going on. Yeah, fair enough. Um, a lot of I go to pro wrestling tees. Yeah, of course they're great. Oh, hundred percent. They're so great. I love them. Hundred percent. No, I, I go there a lot. Um, uh, weirdly enough, nature. Okay. I do a lot of hiking. That's not new. That's like, not weird. Like a lot of hiking, and it's just a way to clear my head because I have a lot of like stuff going on. So it's Correct. just I'll I'll go out there and clear my head. Like it just. Are you a notebook guy or are you just off the top? A little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both because I. I I have a terrible memory at sometimes, and sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, and then I'll just go off and do that. Okay. <laughs> I, I myself personally, I have to be able to write it down because my head. I recently found out this past year that I'm dyslexic, so I find out that like things I have to write down, and if I don't write it down, they just they're gone into the ether. Like I can't get them back. <laughs> like, I was like, I had this great idea, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't know if that's because I'm uh, because I'm dyslexic or the fact that I have bad mem- like bad short term memory. I, I, I have terrible short term memory, man. Like, <laughs> Years it, of abuse. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So we always well we we used to always. I want to bring it back. We always end the show now with. A couple questions from the Truri app. Are you familiar with the Truri app? No. This is uh, the Truri app. Here is an app that I stole directly from the Michael Rappaport I Am Rappaport podcast. All right. Which I find hilarious, and I think Michael Rappaport is just like this gem that the show business world has forgotten about. But uh, he does this with his co-host, and I'm gonna do it with you today. All right. All sounds right. good. So, what the Truri app does is you're allowed to put out any question into the world. And whoever has this app can find the question, and they can either agree or disagree, and it gives you a percentage of what has happened. Okay. So the first question is is a fun one. <laughs> I've had sex with a girl on her period. Agree or disagree? I'll agree to it. Okay. I mean, <laughs> 70% of the world agrees with you. There you go. All right. So, so it's more of a taboo thing than anything. It is. <laughs> calling a girl a cunt is worse than calling her a bitch. Agree. I would agree with that too. 82% of people agree. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I've slipped that word out a couple times it, and it, it has never ends well. No. <laughs> but it, you know what? It, it, is, it is really the only, it's the only game ender. When it comes to arguing with a, with a oh, woman. Oh, 100%. If you drop that, that is a tombstone. That girl is dead. She can't come back from that. Nope. No matter what she calls, you're like, do you remember? Like two minutes ago, I called you a cunt. <laughs> I heard <laughs> this argument. All right. I've had a threesome. 
Disagree, actually. I'll agree to that, but I will disagree. 26% agree they have had a threesome. So seventy-four. So, so you're mm-hmm. in the majority. Yeah. Pissing while swimming in the pool isn't gross. It, it really isn't. I agree with that. You agree with that? I agree with oh, that. Oh, I disagree. I, I don't pissing anywhere that anybody might be in, even in the bathtub. You can't piss in the bathtub if someone else <laughs> come in that bathtub. Okay, so you agree it isn't gross. Thirty percent of people agree with you, which means you're it, in the wrong. It's it's the chlorine, man. <laughs> if, if you're going to like, let's say, Wild Water Kingdom, and they don't have forty gallons of freaking chlorine in there, okay, I right. it's gonna kill it before it even get, leaves you. Leaves you. <laughs> yes, but then if you're dealing with all that chlorine, then oh my god, what it will do to your face, your eyes, your skin. That's why I don't go anywhere. You I'd can, rather go jump in a lake. Let me just put my feet in a little bit. I'll go from there. Yeah, I think my yeah. toe fell off. If my if, if, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go into your your feet start to tingle. Either you got too big of a cut in your toe or whatever. Anyways, <laughs> trannies who trick straight guys should be convicted as rapists for forcing them to have gay sex without their consent. What? Trannies who trick straight guys should be convicted as rapists for forcing them to have gay sex without their consent. Trannies. No, I, I, I got it. It's oh, just, you're thinking. I'm thinking about it. It's a weird one, right? But yeah. I almost feel like this, whoever wrote this. It happened might, to them. They might, they might, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know what? I feel like um, that's, that's, I don't know, that's tough because, you know, like you, maybe not rape, but maybe like. How, maybe like, um, what do you want to say? There should be some kind of penalty for that, though. Impersonation. You can't trick someone into having sex with you, right? The, the real question is, is don't you check that? Right. Well, that should be... Actually, <laughs> Before it gets to that stage? See, you almost wish, like, you could reply to this. Um, I believe there should be there should be something. But, I mean, if you're a guy, how many times are you getting tricked to have sex? Like, I feel like most guys... I think most guys would have sex with a tranny and then just not tell anybody about it. <laughs> and just, just be like, knock that off their belt and, like, be like... It was wacky, but I had to get it done. That one time in the Philippines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to agree. Uh, I don't think it should be rape, but there should be definitely something. Uh, almost like an impersonation charge. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. Like, what would be happy? Like, False identity. So they have a fake vagina? Well, th- that's the thing. Like, like a tranny. Like, is, is it like post-op, pre-op? Right. If it's post-op, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it would be okay. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what it looked like. If it looked like the predator coming out of someone's pants, I'm not going to be okay with that. No, or no, alien 100%, alien. 100% no, no. Yeah, like, it can't look like that. But if it looks pretty good, I think you're okay. You'd be pretty much in the clear. Okay, so you're going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. Okay. Just, just on the, the terms that, like... It's a tough one. Yeah. 75%, 75% of people agree, 25% disagree. In fairness, most guys check pants beforehand. Right, yeah, yeah. If you're filling a wiener on there, then... Yeah, like you're making out, you're gonna put your hand down there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's how you find out. Right, but yeah, but I guess it goes to the, the next question has to be: Is it pre or post op? If it's pre op, then then you're on your own. <laughs> now, but but you're like, it's 2017. It's cool. Totally cool. To have sex with the guy. <laughs> have you ever had sex? Sorry, have you ever sent a Snapchat of you having sex? Disagree. Haven't. No. I also. I don't even have. Snap, I have Snapchat. I, have, I follow nobody. I, I have no one followers. I very seldomly even use it. I. You know, Snapchat. I think is gonna die a slow death because I feel like Instagram is just. Oh, 100 Just owns everything. Nine percent agree. You have. Have you ever snap? Have you ever sent a Snapchat? Or you have. Who would I send that to? 
My best friend? <laughs> Ex- hey, girl- bud. Ex-girlfriend? <laughs> All right. I have tasted my own pee. I clearly can say, without any shadow of a doubt, never tasted my pee. You are not a survival hiker, then. That's correct. I, I have, but okay. I've, it's filtered. It was filtered through a, a, a water filtration. Well, so I guess you have tasted your own pee. To a certain degree, yes. Okay. All right. 18% agree with you. All right, wait. This will be our last one, and then we'll tie it off. What are we looking at? Shit, almost an hour. I don't... Okay. The less a person cares about things, the happier the person is. 100%. Agreed. 71% of people on 477 votes agree. Scott, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Why don't you put out into the Not After 30 Podcast Nation where they can find if they're interested in supporting the cause. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, which is Indie Addicts Clothing. You can follow me on Twitter, which is Indie underscore Addicts, because someone took the other one. Yes. So you can, um, you can find my clothing stuff at um, IndieAddictsClothing.BigCartel.com. Okay. Uh, that's new up there. I'm going to be adding some more stuff as they come. Um, yeah, you can just check me out on that. You can follow me on my personal Twitter if you want. It's uh, MerchGuySly. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all the platforms I use. I, right. I kind of drowned out on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is we'll link to everything in the, when we post it on. And uh, and then if you can retweet it and all that good stuff, we'll, yeah, that's, we'll make it happen from there. That's cool. All right. For the Not After 30 podcast, first Scott, thank you so much for doing this. I want to leave you guys by saying happy 2017. This is officially the first podcast we've done in 2017. We're officially one year old. The celebration is on. Uh, we're going to do a year in review very shortly. The We're Going to Be Dads podcast is coming out shortly. We're going to have more Going Deep podcast and the Bob Walker podcast coming out. All those good things to look forward to. For things you do, you do. For things you can't do, you leap to legends.